Hi, it's Glenn McQueenie, and welcome to part two of my six years series podcast on the three shifts for 2019. So the three shifts are that we have an economic shift um, that's hitting a lot of the areas. The second shift is the technology shift on really how we do real estate and how that's going to affect you in the future. And the third shift is the shift from logical thinking, data-driven, to more of the emotional intelligence shift that I think is required whenever you go into a shifted market. So I want to spend a lot of time on just really talking about the the, the top tactics um, for doing uh, for doing that kind of work because it really matters, you know. In the first episode, I talked a bit about getting real and getting right and just really. Um, getting your head in the game and don't be in denial about it when a shift happens you just have to go and play the game with the cards you're dealt with you know i talked about you know we have spectrums of complete failure and massive success in this real estate industry but a lot of agents are sitting in the middle and are just trying to figure out how to get you know how to get out of it we talked about how shifts are, you know, they're slowly and then they happen really quick when we're transitioning from a seller's market to a buyer's market. I gave you some of the factors that, um, you know, what is a buyer's market, a seller's market, a transitional market. And then we gave you some strategies to listen or, you know, should listen to again if you want and grab a piece of paper and just write some of them down because I think they're going to really help you out as we enter into 2019. We also talked about um, how it's, a, it's all about maintaining your market share um, in a shift. And if you do, you actually gain market share um, when you come out of the shift. Um, and it's also about kind of like being just proactive about doing it and being aware that the government has a lot of policy uh, levers that they can do to either make your life really amazing or really miserable. There's also the banks that can tighten or, or ease lendings. There is, um, you know, just overall affordability index, which has a huge factor on, you know, when um, and how many people in a, any given market can actually afford to buy the median price home. So that's what we covered in the first one. The second one, we're going to talk more about um, the 12 tactics of tough time. And again, this is from, uh, it's almost like a book summary. So I'm going to give credit where credit's due. And it's um, a book called Shift the 12 Tactics by Gary Keller. And what I'm going to try to do is put a little bit of a niche market spin on it on how we can really, um, you know, succeed and uh, get out of it. So let's start moving right into the 12 tactics, right? So tactic number one is get real and get right. This is a time when you actually um, decide what your priorities are and then just focus them towards hitting your goal. And you, at this point, have three mental options. One is you can be a pessimist about it. You can panic and freeze. You can overreact and go, oh my God, the worst thing ever has just happened. Or you could be an optimist, that's number two, where you could just deny and ignore that it's even happening, um, that you just decide not to react to the change and just pretend it's business as usual. And really, overall, your kind of feeling is, hey, nothing's happened. You know, it's, everyone needs to buy a house, buy a house and sell a house. So I'm going to ask you today to be a bit more reactive or more realistic. And, and that really requires you to be more calm and productive. And just realize that it's not business as usual. You know, you need to act proactively and aggressively uh, and also know that history is on your side. 
because all that's really happened is that the needs of the buyers and sellers have changed. Let me say that again. All that has really happened is the needs of the buyers and sellers have changed. So when the market shifts, there's two shifts that you have to do. One is you have to do the mental shift. And the second is an action shift. Okay, So this is where you might want to get uh, a pad of paper and um, really kind of like understand what we're really talking about here. Um, so on the mental shift is you have to just get real about your situation. You know, because when a shift occurs, like confusion is going to follow. So don't panic. Just understand there's two shifts, a mental shift and an action shift. You know, there's a saying that says your life will either be about your problems or your opportunities. And I'm going to tell you in a mental shift is that your opportunities actually become bigger. And you can either choose to run towards what you most want or, or like avoid and, you know, just run away from your biggest fears or just understand that you can't control the market. And all we can really do together is control our outlook and control our response. So that's the mental shift. The mental shift is you have to just move with the market. The action shift is you have to get right, get right into action and into the right actions. Look at like, look at the whole totality of the situation and just realize, okay, so, you know, not every listing is selling. So I'm going to have to take more listings in order to hit my goal. Well, uh, it's going to probably require you to go on more appointments to even get a listing. So you're going to have to ramp up the other side of your business, which is go on more appointments just to get a listing. So if it used to be when you were prospecting that for every 20 appointments, uh, you got, you might have gotten 10 listings, you're a 50-50 if it was cold business and it'd probably be 80-90% if it was referred business. You know, you're just going to have to go on more appointments because a lot of people might want to move, but they just might not be able to move. And you're really going to have to discriminate about which listings that you really want to um, take on in this market. Because what you do realize in a shift is that listings cost a lot of money. Like there's a monthly fee ongoing costs that you just have to keep doing. So you don't want to kind of be doing that. I'm telling you right now. So the action shift for you is you have to go into the ownership of lead um, generation and lead conversion. Just have to own both of those two things. They, they're the most um, important activities that you can do. Because in a shift, nothing becomes more critical than finding motivated buyers and sellers and then closing them for an appointment. That becomes the game. You have to find motivated buyers, which is what I call buyer buyers who have to buy, and motivated sellers, which are really seller sellers. So I should have said your job is to find buyer buyers and seller sellers who are motivated and have to move and then close them for the appointment. The second tactic is to start to like, you have to kind of shift and remargin your business, you know? Um, so what that means is you have to re-expense your business. That's the first, you know, the first action you should take when a market shifts. Um, you know, Peter Drucker said it famously. He said, you know, you can't build a business by cutting back, but you can find your profit and save it by cutting back. And every business, including yours, must make a profit. 
And, you know, in an upmarket, we acquire habits and patterns of doing things that don't, you know, stop us in good times, but grind us to a halt in really bad times. We do so much right that the market covers up for any wrong we might do. Uh, you know, and even mistakes get covered up. And you'll see later on when I'm talking about bulletproofing your transactions is in a down market, every mistake can be fatal. In an up market, nobody cares because their house has gone up five or 10% since they bought it, you know. So I would just ask you when you start thinking about remargining your business or re-expensing your business is just think that every dollar spent should return to its original amount plus a reasonable profit. And this is really where I say it's a four to one or an eight to one return. So you have to look at this, like there's no expense that is untouchable. There's no cut too small and you just must reduce your expenses to match your income plus an acceptable profit margin. You can't really spend your way out of a shift, but you can result your way out of it. So the whole key is to start going, what can I remargin? And what can, how can I change my, my budget? But that's going to require you to kind of change the way that you think about things and the way you look at your business, you know? So the way to get your margin back under control is you have to cut your expenses and step up your lead generation. Now you've got two big expenses, depending if you're a team, they're much bigger, but you've got payroll and lead generation. And most people will immediately cut off, cut on payroll. But you have to start thinking your staff is an investment. So before doing any dehiring, you got to try to slim down that payroll. Um, don't cut the customer service because people will want more. Don't cut the budget you have for training and coaching because this is an investment that will actually help you make money and can more than pay for itself. But what you could do is cut some hours. You can combine positions. You can start offering more bonuses rather than salary increases. You can package out the people who aren't the right fit anymore, but most importantly is start listening to what your staff really want. They're very smart people and they'll tell you what their spidey sense is telling them to. So here's what we do to lower expenses. You gotta lower your costs. You need to generate revenue, but you only do that by generating leads. In order to make an ex a profit, you just have to manage your expenses. And when the market shifts, you must create a budget that matches your revenue. And this is what we call remargining your business. So play red light and green light with your any expenses. Grow your budget incrementally, like more in line with an acceptable profit margin. That is a really great tactic for remargining your business. The third tactic is really about doing more with less. It's called leverage. You know, when a market shifts, your organization must shift too. You know, this a market shift can be an opportunity to evaluate, upgrade, and top grade your business. An unsolicited gift, it's really the unsolicited gift of the shift. It this is the time when you can reassess and actually top grade your people because more talent um, will come back to you in the market. They might have just lost their job and now you can get them a lot cheaper. And this is also the time when you have to retool and upgrade your systems. So this is the real gift of it. So you have to ask yourself now, let's go back to the basics. What are my business priorities? When do they need to get done? And who is the best person to do them? And more importantly, how should they be done? 
And, you know, there's a big movement right now about it's called how that whenever you have a how to do something, you're just the wrong who. The question becomes, who can I do it? Who can finish this project cheaper, faster um, than I can? So I can spend more times in my high value activities of real estate, which is getting listings, get our buying buyer contract signed, negotiating offers, removing conditions, um, prospecting. That's where you make a lot of money in real estate. The challenge in a shift is a lot of people, you know, they'll, they just, for some reason, go into more monkey time instead of making money time. And this is when you really have to be vigilant and guard yourself against any kind of like monkey time. So that requires you to just go back to the, the fundamentals. So here's the six fundamentals that you have to do as an agent. You have to lead generate, capture and convert your prospects to appointments. You have to go and present to buyers and sellers and get agreements, get contracts signed. You have to go and show buyers and sellers homes. You have to write and negotiate contracts. You have to coordinate the sale to closing. Now you don't have to do it, but you need to have a system to do it. And also you have the most important thing is you've got to manage your money. So you must look at your team because we're talking about leverage here. And understand you've got two types of people on that team. You've got those who are directly employed to you and indirectly employed by you. So direct employees would be your assistant, your buyer agents, your listing specialists, whatever. Your indirect would be all of your allied services. And now is the time to go around and to upgrade that talent pool too, just to make sure that you have the right people on your squad that are gonna be able to, um, to do this, you know? So let's get to tactic four, which is really about, um, you know, finding the motivated buyers now. So in order to find the motivated people, you kind of really have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers when the market's up and you have to know your markets when the numbers when the markets are down. You need to like ramp up your lead generation and you need to really change your messaging. And what you're going to find is your leads become fewer. So you kind of just have to be able to attract more of them, get to them first and be able to convert them faster than you ever have. And really focus on who are your yes, no's and maybes. You know, your yeses are anyone who's, who said, yes, I got to do business now. Your no's are no, I'm not doing business now. I'm going to do it in the spring. You thank them very much and you keep in touch with them. But we really have to drill down on the maybes because the maybes are what kill your business. The maybes, I've seen agents run a whole quarter with 10 maybes and never sell one home because they're either buyers who their expectation uh, or their money is 400000 but every house they like is five fifty, or a seller who um, house is worth four hundred, but they're not going to give it away for under five hundred or five fifty. Um, you know, if the perfect opportunity comes, if the stars aligned, if someone overpays for my house, these are all your maybes and you need to get rid of them as quick as you can. The other question you have to ask yourself is do the sellers you're talking to really need to sell? Like will they actually price their home to sell? Will they get it in the proper condition to sell? And also your buyers, do they really need to buy? And are they going to listen to you? And do they understand that in any market, there's some really good buys? So that's really the key here um, on tactic number four is you got to just 
lead generate until your you know your fingers are are bleeding or whatever it might be or your knuckles are bleeding or your niche in your niche market you're just talking to so many people in your target market and you have the right message to meet with them and that's going to require you to also change some of your tactics to be more um offer response messaging like free list of the top 10 best homes um, the 10 tactics to sell your house in a divorce, the 10 ways to downsize and make the most money you possibly can, the 10 ways, uh, 10 secrets to getting the home you wanted for cheaper than you thought, the 10 best school neighborhoods to move into. These are all like where you start changing messaging um, so that you can actually get into the path of business, you know, and also don't stay in the office, like get out of the house. Take it to the streets, um, get out there, seek, knock, talk to people, go back to the belly, belly business of what real estate's all about. So I hope you enjoyed part two of our shift tactics and um, stay tuned because part three is coming out soon.